0: Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil, and we've got ABC News Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z back in the studio.
1: We will see that river flood to an extreme again and knock that bridge out. And then the money part bothers me. So now everybody's yeah. going to pay for this to go back to the same thing, to, to, to have it wash away again. That's just silly. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> good planning.
0: And we're starting off the new year with some new hashtag weather fools and a return of weathertrollbot five thousand. All this and more on episode 148 of the Stormfront Freaks podcast.
2: Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss.
0: Hey, welcome everybody to the Most Entertaining Weather Podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Uh, Special thanks to our Patreon members for supporting the show. And those that are joining us live tonight, I know we have in the chat, we got Steve in the chat. But uh, we got our VIPs here tonight as well, Angela, Dan, and Garrett uh, all back in the green room uh, joining us here live. So that'll be fun. Uh, You can also join us if you'd like uh, and join the show. By going to patreon.com slash stormfront And you can be live in our chat uh, like Steve or even be on the show with our guests. Um, it's always happy hour when we record. If you guys have listened, you know that uh, we like to have a lot of fun here as we talk weather. And so uh, it also helps us introduce uh, the co hosts that are with us tonight. So we're going to go around the uh, bar. And I'm going to start with MJ up in Minnesota, our
3: Skyworn coordinator and producer. Uh, what are you drinking, MJ? Hey, tonight I have uh, and from Urban Growler Brewing Company, it's uh, Tangled Tinsel. Tinsel, right? Oh, it's an oh, amber that's ale.
4: They're a St. Paul, that.
3: Minnesota brewery. It's a woman-owned brewery, by the way, too.
0: It's Ooh, very tasty.
4: I saw that at the bottom there. That's awesome.
5: Uh, that's
0: yeah. pretty cool. All like right, uh, Dina, our meteorologist and weather producer with the Weather Channel. What are you drinking, Dina?
4: I just have my Chardonnay in my Wonder Woman glass. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Are they going to make another one it. of those movies?
4: Oh, yeah. Three's coming.
0: All right. All right. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for that. All right. Serena, our former meteorologist at the Mount Washington Observatory. You've always got a good beer. What do you got tonight?
6: I'm so excited. Santa came and filled my stocking full of weather beers. And so tonight I've got a Red Heron Hurricane. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. Sour.
5: There you go.
0: Where's that out of? Do you know?
6: Oh, I was going to look before you the, asked me that. And then I forgot. South. Connecticut. Stone it's Creek Brewery crazy. in Branford, <laughs> Connecticut. Is it a beer? It is.
0: It's a sour beer, fruity <laughs> sour beer. It's a beer in okay. Connecticut.
6: <laughs> I, yeah, it's well. Maybe it's
4: right. like our Stormfront Freaks beer that they made us in Oklahoma City. That's true. I wish they'd yeah. came out. buy yeah. a bunch
0: yeah. of that. Yeah. All right, oh, uh, yeah. Maz, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati, what are you drinking?
2: I've got an accumulation fitting.
4: Oh, that's oh. so cute.
2: Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a winter hazy IPA. It's good. It's 6.6, so I should be uh, just moving along fine
0: (laughs) That's deep. That's deep. All right, Jen, our Weather Channel contributor. What are you drinking, Jen, down in Atlanta?
5: Oh, my gosh, you guys, water. Some just cold, just delicious flavored water. But (laughs) it's in a Red Hair uh, Brewing Company um, here in Atlanta. It's amazing. Uh, They do have incredible beers, but I have a little one I got to get down after this. So put to bed. So I, I- Gotta keep the energy
0: level high. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what, you get closer, Jen, by at least having it in a beer glass tonight. That's so right. I will give you a point. <laughs> yeah. uh, point for that. But Maz, we're excited about our guest tonight. Go ahead and wait, let us wait, know. Are you soon.
1: gonna
2: ask Ginger what she's drinking?
1: Yeah, I Ginger. can answer. Because I do have a I do have a water that I always, you know, I go for in the jug. But I know that because you all do this, I brought out one of my favorites. It's called Bev, and oh, okay. it is Yeah, it says zippy and a little fizzy. It's also a female brand made by women or made by chicks. Uh, This, though, and I have two little ones to put to bed before I go into the city for a snowstorm. So I, at 11%, 11 11.9, I don't know that I should do it, but I will tell you, (laughs) and it's not an ad. I don't get them for free or anything. I adore those there might be something else in there that we're not aware of like that's how good it is so what is no it sugar.
4: exactly it's is like, it like wine a, in a
1: can but no sugar wine it's, seltzer? Oh, yes oh, yes that's amazing nice it's,
4: i've had a couple that i really really like
1: yeah, yeah. it's but i'm yeah. telling you a half like i won't give my mom one you know because she cannot handle even <laughs> a glass of wine i think <laughs> Unless, it's better as i hear about it it is At one point, another meteorologist I work with, Melissa Griffin, her and I were having one by the side of the pool. Within the one, we had spent in our like plans a half a million dollars on a brand new backyard. Like we we, we made all this. It's it's very dreamy. Let's say that. (laughs) That's
2: amazing. All right. So I better do the intro uh, before the show gets any
4: further.
2: Mm We have Ginger Z tonight. She is the chief meteorologist at ABC News. Reporting on the nation's weather on Good Morning America and across ABC News broadcasts and digital platforms. Prior to joining ABC News, she was a meteorologist at NBC station WMAQ in Chicago, and where I used to be very close to up in Wood <laughs> TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was at Zzm13, but we oh up. yeah. Uh, she is an acclaimed author, Emmy award-winning meteorologist, and she releases her latest book on January 11th, titled. A little closer to home, how I found the calm after the storm. So, welcome, Ginger. I got to ask you, how did you come up? Because that's your tagline a little Mm. closer. How'd you come up with that? And then, how did you decide then to have that be the title of the book?
1: So, I I thought a lot about when I got the job at GMA. I had grown up an NBC person and I worked at NBC affiliates my entire career for the first decade. So, I had a lot of catching up to do when I got to ABC. I read Barbara Walters' books. I like dove right in to try to figure out, I didn't even know what World News Tonight was called. That's how NBC I was before I was ABC. And I think that it was me watching Al Roker my whole life and knowing that that neck of the woods was so him that I knew how critical it was. And I planned on being around for a very long time. And so I thought, I've got to find something. And to me, it sounded right. I tried on a bunch of different ones. I practiced them uh, in front of my family and let me get a check a little closer to home. To me, felt like I was coming into your home and that's what I wanted to do for a long time. What were some of the ones that didn't make it? Oh, my gosh. I think there were some really <laughs> bad ones. It's like it's like when you're writing anything, I think. But it, but to me, that was so important because it felt like it wasn't just a title of a book. It wasn't just going to come and go. I think it was going to be with me forever. Uh, and so I hope it does that. And I hope that it, this can only reinforce that. And then when this book came around, I I really didn't know what to call it because it was so different than what I anticipated writing. And my husband and I were just laying there and he's like, it's a little closer to home. I was like, well, it's a lot closer to home, but yeah, that's it.
4: <laughs> you know, oh your book too, um, Ginger. It 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 kind of reminded me of like a um, a movie where you come right out of the gate and there's like a big explosion. Like mm-hmm. there was no working your way up to it. You just came out of it, like with a lot of like, wow, yeah. And you caught uh, you caught me like at the very beginning, but there's so much honesty in that. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of topics that you hit on that are very personal. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, at what point did you say, I'm just doing it? I'm going, if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it hundred percent.
1: I saw after the first book, you know, I didn't intend to write natural disaster. That was not something I'd set out to do in my life. I never considered myself an author. I, I went to write a baby book about weather, which I'm sure I told you all the last time mm-hmm. that I was around. And after that one came out, And I was getting flooded with messages that were as heavy as, you saved my life. That hasn't stopped. Even today, four or five years after I wrote that book, I still will have messages in my DMs today that say that because the book is still being hand around and passed between people. And I realized how much that fear that I had about sharing what I shared in my first book was nothing. And that no matter what I shared, it didn't really matter. It was just that I was sharing and that I was connecting with other people. And that's when it really started to make me emboldened to say, all right, let's do it. That was part of it. And then probably the biggest part was when I heard Christine Blase Ford's uh, testimony. I, w- I, I was—I had started writing the book and I was not I don't know that I had real purpose for it yet. But when I heard that woman testifying about her sexual assault or her experience with sexual assault, no matter what the Kavanaugh trial ended up being. This was just hearing this woman's voice describe something that had impacted her, not just then, but for years and years and years after and her family and the way she lived and loved I started bawling and I was at work. I was supposed to be going on the show and I couldn't stop crying. And Samantha, who's you know my best friend and my producer who sits next to me every day, she said, am I supposed to do something here? Um, should I tell them you can't go on? And I was like, no, I'll, I'll get it together. But I realized in that moment that I had not attacked the traumas, some of the biggest traumas in my life. And here I was writing books about mental health. And I realized I had so much more work to do. And that's why this book became a real, like, trophy of healing because, and a trophy that never ends because I realized, and I want people to realize this is a lifelong maintenance. It's just like physical fitness. Mental health is like your physical health. It doesn't, you don't just go to the trainer, you know, which I think of as my, my, um, therapist is like my physical trainer of my brain. You don't just do this for six months, get in sick shape. Your body's awesome. You ate right. And then you give up. You can't do that. You have to keep going. And sometimes along the way, you're going to uncover one of the bigger traumas and that's going to help you to learn how to deal with trauma in the future. So that's what this book really became about. I love, I love how this is about healing, you know, Mm -hmm. and the things that you uncover, like it's deep.
6: I mean, just like deep. And I opened it up and I was like, okay, I'll start scanning through this. And I was sucked in like a vortex, right? I mean, I couldn't put it down. And it's like chapter after chapter. And it's so amazing. And reading it made me realize that reactions that I probably have to situations with my two young girls and stuff like that are probably me coping with past traumas. And it's Mm -hmm. something that I've never even considered or thought about. So a question I had for you is you know, when is it worth seeking professional help with some of that? Because there's some of the things you highlighted, like I said, I could very much relate to, and I would have never considered myself somebody that had things to talk about. And the more I read your book, the more I realized I did.
1: I'm going to go back to the, and thank you, by the way, but I'm going to go back to the parallel to a a, you know, a personal trainer. Don't you think everybody, if we had the access and ability to share it, should go to a personal trainer to be In the best posture, not just because we all want to be in like best physical shape, but as far as taking care of your body for longevity, for efficiency, don't you think having an expert or someone who is educated in that would be the best? I think every single person should be with a therapist. I think it should be a part of the embedded part of our society, that it is just it's part of your health. It's the foundation. If we were to recreate, I always think about the food pyramid because that was like so ingrained in me as a kid. <laughs> if we were to create a health pyramid, I think mental health, sleep and nutrition at the bottom, making that our priority where all of our energy, our money and our time goes, that would change society. So I think, you know, to answer that, what's that critical point? Obviously, there are many people who who need it more urgently than others. Um, I think that sometimes, I think a lot of times people think they, that other people need it so much more than me when really you could benefit just like you could benefit from a personal trainer. And I think if we start thinking of it that way, if you have access to it, your insurance covers it, whatever it ends up being, there are free, there are many companies, they're doing a lot of pro, amazing pro bono work. It can't hurt to try and it takes a lot of time, just like it takes. I, I think it takes time to find the right personal trainer. Some of them want to be your buddy, just like therapists. Some of them want to be your buddy. And to find not, not only your, your right diagnosis, but the right partner in attacking your mental health for longevity and maintenance, I think everybody should. So I think it's a bad answer for what you're, a- you're asking, but I think that that's the truth.
6: No, I think it's great. No, it's it definitely focuses on that. You know, the, you get that message from the book that mm-hmm. it is important, and I love mm-hmm. I love the food pyramid pyramid analogy. <laughs> yeah. Everything does tie to like your your, your overall well being, right? Yeah, your, your health does really tie to you know sleep and, mm-hmm. and your mental yeah. health and all that. I get it.
2: And, and just ginger. like, oh, go oh, ahead. I'm
4: sorry.
6: Go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, and just like trying trying out different you know, personal trainers or, you know, beauticians, barbers, doctors, whatever, how do you find, how do you know when you found the right therapist? It's a
5: great question.
1: Yes. When it's uncomfortable, at least for me, that's what it, that's what I needed. I needed someone to hold me accountable to not, because most of us want to bring our representative to the first, however many meetings, even if you're telling them some of your story, because you're like, okay, I know I need to get into, my parents divorce. That's usually the easy stuff. You're usually not going to come out and tell anybody, let alone, you know, even if they're a stranger and they're neutral and you know that they're safe, it's not human nature to want to go back into the deepest, darkest, horrible things and talk about it. And so I think that my, my final, you know, the therapist that was great for me, he's not nice. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, he's, he's not my friend, I I have a joke with him because we do FaceTime now. I'm like, someday I'm going to get you to smile. Like Someday I'm going (laughs) to crack a joke. And He's not there for my jokes. He's not there to be my friend. He's there to help me with what I have been diagnosed with and to manage that and then to grow from there. And so everybody, and then I think on top of that, just like we all have fits for friendships or relationships, I do think that there are fits, right? That's what I needed. I need that person. He's very clear cut. He's a lot in that way, like my husband, I can make my husband laugh though. Um, (laughs) But I do think that takes time, you know, and that's the unfortunate part. And for me, the best thing was going to the hospital because that's where I got the diagnosis that then got me to the right type of therapy. I didn't need, there are so many different subsets of therapy. And unless you're diagnosed properly, it's very hard. It'd be like saying, oh, I broke my leg. So you go to the general doctor and then they sent you to an ear, nose and throat person. Like what? That, That happens though in mental health a lot. Yeah.
5: Uh, Ginger, I have to say um, kind of what everyone else has been saying, like, thank you for writing both of your books, all of your books, because Mm -hmm. I think it's opened the door just like so many, um, like during the pandemic, but even beforehand where people see you on TV, they're like, she's got the perfect life. Like, she's (laughs) amazing. Like, I wish I could be like her. Mm -hmm. And it makes you like, I feel like everybody can relate in some way to every single chapter in your book. Yeah, And it brought me to tears you know, like thinking about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've been through a divorce, but I, you know, I know it's in a different way, but I just think about, okay, my daughter, how is she going to, you know, react to different things? And so first of all, thank you. I I Mm -hmm. think it's incredible and amazing. And um, like, it does suck you and you can't put it down. One thing um, I would love before we even like, I don't want you to divulge too much, but is there something you do like when you wake up in the morning and kind of just talk about those those different things that you do to just yeah. get your mindset in a good place. And then we all know that we go through like emotional roller coaster rides throughout the day. Like you may start off feeling good, mm-hmm. and then you you know go down. How do you get yourself in a good mental state throughout the day?
1: So I'll say I, I'm a really good depressed person, is what I've learned. Like I've I'm really trained at how to manage depression at this point because I have worked extremely hard. I still work very hard. And I think I don't want to say, oh, I'll never beat it. That's not what you do with depression. But have I learned how to live really, really well with it? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Because when I, a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll have kind of that gray monster, as I call it, and I will immediately identify it. And I'll be like, I see you. I mean, I'll even audibly say it, which sounds wild. But as soon as I do that, it starts to diminish. And then I'll say, I'm going to call my husband, my mom, my therapist. I'm going to tell my team. As soon as I do that, I feel like it's 30% gone. I keep attacking it as if it's a physical thing. So that's something that I do if I do wake up in a gray day. Now, on the other hand, something that as I get healthier as a in my mental health and becoming a parent and a partner, I've been introduced to this thing that so many other people live with called anxiety, which... I don't think I ever even allowed myself to feel, but welcome to living in your home, working in your home and being in a pandemic, I guess. It's kind of evokes anxiety out of anybody, um, even the most half dead, very good depressed person like myself, you know, like this is just, it was very new to me. And so a lot of the tools are similar, but I've had to, in my maintenance with my therapist, learn these new ways. When I wake up on a regular day to, to set myself in the best path, for either of these things that might come up, I do wake up and I do like a self-check-in. This sounds super corny, but I don't think it is. So I'll check in and ask myself, like a little interview, how are you doing this morning? How are you feeling? Both physically, those types of things. And I do this usually as I'm getting in the shower. It's not like I'm sitting there staring in the mirror like, how are you? Um, <laughs> that'd be a waste of time. So I, I do that. And, and as I get in there, I kind of it, – it does help because that's <laughs> – Connection to other people doesn't happen at 4 a.m. usually, but mine is going to happen at 5. And what I realized was that was really stressful for me when I had to go in and be on, you know, right away at 5. So I had to kind of start the conversation so I could ramp up a little. This is Mm -hmm. what I needed. So I do that, um, not talking to myself, but just more of a mental, how you doing? what's checking in, what's going on, what's gone right, what's gone wrong, kind of a, and then I get in the shower and I do a gratitude thing. Again, we hear so much about it. This is going to sound so cheesy, but I'm not, I I can't write in a journal every night. That's not my, that doesn't work for me. What I find works is thinking about everything from the shower itself to like hot water to Mm -hmm. iced coffee sometimes, like those (laughs) little, little things. And I write them on the shower door. They can also be as big as I'm grateful for my grandmother. You know, like we, it goes there some mornings, but then I kind of think about them and I let myself ruminate while I'm washing my hair and doing what I'm doing. And then I turn to the other door and I set an intention for the day. And I do a lot of yoga. And so that intention that you set to your practice, which is a very big thing in yoga, if you set an intention t- intention in the day, and mine are often, you know, it could be focus if I've checked in with myself that morning and I've already felt kind of like, <gasps> <laughs> and then that word I will use as a, I'll, I'll repeat to myself. So that's one thing that I do. I do the the shower journaling, I guess. And then mm-hmm. um, I meditate in the morning uh, at minimum of 10 minutes. That's usually all I get in. And then I think of that as like my sit-ups for my brain because that, mm-hmm. When I started a couple of years ago regularly, like it was a new year thing. And I'm like, let me just try this. Cause I used to do it where I do sit-ups and push-ups before bed. Right. And that we all have gone through those phases. This one Mm -hmm. has stuck, thankfully waking up and having, and because I usually am in a car where I don't need to be focused, I can do it there. And I do a 10 minute meditation. So those are some of the things. And then uh, the biggest one is through the day when the roller coaster hits, because it's inevitable, I do this question to myself every time something will really piss me off in the show, inevitably three out of the five days a week. Oh, I got cut for time again or whatever it is. And I'll ask myself, are you gonna remember this next week? Does it matter? Right. Yeah. Last time, right. last time any of you lost sleep over something, do you remember what it was for? Ooh, that's a good one. That's Not a great really. question. Not the really. The one
2: where it was a good one, I remember that one, but otherwise. Okay. I- <laughs>
1: And there are there are things. So so I have that rule. I say, are you going to remember this next week? Are you going to remember it a year from now? If you're going to remember it a year from now, it's OK to be frustrated. It's OK to put that. It's, it's OK to let it suck. Some stuff sucks and you got to let it suck. But if it's if it's one of those pretty normally things where I'm not going to remember it next week or a month from now, uh, I'm like, you got to let it go. And that's that moving through you here all the time instead of, you know, nobody's going to say forget it ever happened. It's part of the chronology of your day. But you got to move through it because there's no need to put the energy there. We none of us have time for that. So I think that's helped a lot as well.
2: I totally agree with especially affirmations. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. talking to yourself. Do you find that it's probably best if nobody else is around when you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was doing it. I was doing it, and and I did it audibly the other night. And my husband was like, "Who are you talking to?" And I was like, "He's like, you're on the phone. It's late." And I'm like, "Oh no, it's just me."
4: Just don't answer, I, right? I'm consulting an expert right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, Ginger, uh, before we go to break, if you weren't in the position that you're at now, Chief Met, ABC News, Good Morning America, where people are probably coming to you to tell you to write a book, do a book, mm. should be a great thing. Let's say you were still uh, – even Chicago or Grand, Ra- you know Grand Rapids. Flint. So, and, let's go and, Flint. Okay. it's <laughs> yeah. she um, gets no
4: good drinking water. <laughs> and
0: and likely, likely you wouldn't have people coming to you saying you should write a book. Mm-hmm. My guess is you wouldn't have been telling yourself, "I'm good enough to write a book." Mm-hmm. Having that outlet that you have now, and mm-hmm. and to see you smile when you talk about it, and to see you with all the fear that that you talk about you had before even the first book went out, Mm -hmm. all of that's not there. Where do you think you would be right now? Like where where do you feel you would be with your mental health at this point?
1: My husband and I play the what if game quite a bit because we're really obsessed with people like Elton John. Like what if he wouldn't have met Bernie? What if Tina Turner wouldn't have had that producer walk into her Vegas show and she was still going to be – Uh, just dying out in in a a showgirl thing in, in Vegas. And she never became the Tina Turner that we know. I don't know that you can do the what ifs, but I think about it about my mental health because I always ask myself, what would I or could I do to go back and say to that person in that very dark, dark, dark moment, the days I wanted to take my own life, what could I say? And without perspective or the experiences or the privilege that I've had, which is a lot to do with how um, my ride has gone. Um, I think that the best thing is that we all, we all deserve sunshine, meaning joy. We all deserve hope, but that it's not permanent, just like the other stuff isn't permanent. It's all temporary. And you can do your absolute best in those moments to tell somebody that. That's what I would go back and say is I'd say, you're not going to feel like this tomorrow. You won't. And I would highly encourage even somebody working in Flint, even anybody, to write it down. Because you don't have to publish a book for the whole world to see your deepest, darkest secrets to heal. But I will tell you there's great power in writing it down and sharing it with one other person. That other person then opens a connection to another person. That cycle, yes, I have it amplified by the hundreds, thousands or hopefully even more because that's what this my books have done. And selfishly, I've had incredible healing from it. But it's my responsibility because I got out because I survived and I have the privilege to share these tools that I've learned and then to inspire other people hopefully to write their own book because we all have the opportunity to write our own narrative. And that can help change it too, as soon as you write it down. So I think everybody should write a book immediately yep. mm-hmm.
2: love it love <laughs> it and
0: and you know ginger that that just having the opportunity to talk about it you know as you've experienced the number of people that have come to you uh, mm-hmm. is, is healing for all of them mm-hmm. as well so and, and i'll say this i'll promise we're going to talk about weather too let's uh as well so we'll be doing that coming out of break but i think everyone knows the weather's been just crazy all over the country and it depends on where you're going Regarding what you might run into, uh, we've got some of our Patreon members right now. They're, they're driving to, uh, through Tennessee, uh, and I know there's, they're going to be hitting some snow here potentially. Um, so because of that, with the Drive Weather app, you always know what the weather's going to be along your route as you travel through it, which is what's great about that app. You get to avoid hitting the freeway during snow or ice storms, Right. Uh, Hint, hint, those of you uh, out out on the East Coast, I-95. And you also get to use the departure slider on the screen to help determine the best time to leave uh, based on the weather. So the free version allows up to an 850-mile trip. And if you use it once, you're going to know that you're always going to want it all year long. So you can find Drive Weather in your Apple or Google store or just visit driveweatherapp.com for the official travel weather app of the Storm Front Freaks podcast. So, hey, it is time for a break. As I mentioned, I've got to refill my drink. Maybe you do too. Uh, but go ahead and get your refill, and we'll be right back with more from Ginger.
3: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby.
4: Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat.
3: The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
0: All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Ginger Z in the house in the studio with us. So, Ginger, why why is it that every time there's a freaking flood, there's some <laughs> snowstorm going on in Alabama? There's there's tornadoes up in Minnesota. There, mm. There's all this, and everybody it seems in the media is crying climate change. Oh, it's climate. Mm. Ch- See, look at this bizarre weather event. It is climate change, and and I'll be honest with you, I. I Truthfully, I get tired of that
3: mm-hmm.
0: as a scientist, because I think all it does is fuels the people that are resistant to learn and understand about climate change because they're just like, oh you're always it's always climate change to you people. So why the heck does that have to happen? Why can't we be a little better with uh, uh, positioning our story uh, d- instead of just crying wolf every time there's a disaster?
2: That's it, I'm out, I'm out buddy) <laughs>
1: I think I would need an example, um, because I think, I, at least on my end, I think we've been very measured. I think that most of the time when storms happen... For example, Virginia, I don't know if anybody tried to do that when there was a, you know twenty seven hours of people stuck in a car, but we certainly did not talk about extreme snow happening, you know and and relating to climate change. I'm sure those headlines are out there. I'm sure that that happens. Um, I think that we are always very careful. And I think the biggest part is that it's getting missed all the time that it is not the cause. We know that.
4: We're not Mm -hmm. saying
1: anything is caused by climate change. I say this every single day. I tweet it almost every day that our extremes in our world, our natural disasters have always been here and they will always be here. Do we have the ability to amplify and shift them? No question. Not every single one. It's not happening in every single one. But are we manipulating the surface and the atmosphere of our planet? No question. So I yeah, think don't, that's where the distinction is.
0: Don't take it personal. It, it's yeah, not yeah. directed to, to you or ABC right. News or anything like that. Right. But it's all you got to do is get on social media, and it seems and, and there are meteorologists, yeah, the right? There are <laughs> meteorologists, uh, TV <laughs> meteorologists, and and uh, well, that are are doing it. And it might be a situation where Ginger, you guys might have a story about it at one point, and mm-hmm. it might have something to do with an event. And it has, and you don't cover anything the next event or the event after that, but there's another news outlet or there's another media outlet yeah. that covers the next event. And then there's another one that covers the next event. And and it just kind of seems like, oh my gosh, why are we having to, why is it just seem it, and correct me if I'm wrong, freaks, if you don't think you're seeing or hearing that, tell me I'm, I'm off base. No, no, I, we, yeah, I see
4: it a lot. I, see it a I lot. do too. It's, it's out there.
1: No, it's out there. I see it. I think that, I guess this goes back to too, like how people get their information, where they're getting it from. Um, and, and if they're reading the whole story and that's the unfortunate part, right? Sometimes, and I've been talking lately, I, I talked about, we had a headline, like our, what will happen is we write a story or we produce a story and it goes through our legal and standards. And often after it goes through this process i'm like who's going to read that like it's a terrible headline <laughs> like the opposite of what people say media does i think we do <laughs> i think we like kill stories to the point of making them so neutral and so safe sometimes that i'm like oh my gosh I'm- i would never click on that so i think that i'm coming from a very different place um when i it's really hard with social media it's really hard right now because even with television the people that are watching TV, there are so many choices. So where are you going to go and where are you going to trust and how are they going to try to get you to come to them and trust them in the first place anyway? So the, the competitive part has gone beyond competition. It's not, if, if anchorman happened today, it would be like a billion different teams from all over, you know, like it's, it's so Mm -hmm. scattered and diffuse. And that is, I don't think good for anything as we've seen with COVID with science the science of medicine has been dismantled because of the communication of science. And i it's so funny because with you know the communication of the atmosphere, it's something that we've all been around for our whole lives. And there are margins of error and there are things we know and things we don't know. But when you start to have so many voices saying all of the things we know and all of the things we don't know, it gets very confusing for the person listening. I have my husband as my constant sounding board. And the other night we were out to dinner and we're watching. And it, I think it was just one of the locals it came up. We were at a sports bar and eating with the kids and stuff. And my husband's like, oh, I can't go to work tomorrow? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's going it, to be huge snow. And I'm like, no, honey, that's like like Philly. And D.C., like it's south. What are you talking about? Did you look at the map at all? Did you see the thing? He's like, I saw a storm alert. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So I do think that some of it is that is the perception of somebody who maybe isn't entrenched in it. We are. So you're looking for those. You're always in it. You don't know. If they don't know, then they and that's why being political starts to be a thing because they they're like, well, I'll glom on to the people who I think I agree with on other things. You know, like, I don't know. Seems like the right thing to do. Um, That's maybe part of it. I wish I had a better answer. Uh, But I know that uh, for my part, I'm always being very careful to do it when it's an absolute and it has attribution.
5: No, that's. That makes sense, Ginger. And um, I, I think that's a good response because we see that a lot, too. And Dan uh, just mentioned that so many people feel like they're experts in realms and fields they may not belong in, mm-hmm. and which makes a lot of sense. But what I was I'm curious about, since you've been on the front lines of like decades of weather events, right, and mm-hmm. you've seen firsthand these disasters Have you noticed just yourself any kind of, I don't want to say alarming, but trends that have intrigued you either of the habits of people and what we're tending to do is like, you know, population or also the natural disasters themselves?
1: The part that bothers me the most is how we just have like amnesia or something where we just say. Well, we'll just build it back the exact same, the exact place and and the same products and materials. I think that the sustainability part of this is what we really need to look at. It's not just where we're building and this is not a popular topic. An American person does not uh, anyone, any human does not want to be told where to live and where not to live.
3: Yeah.
1: And I don't think that you don't rebuild Mexico Beach, but I just don't think that you rebuild Mexico Beach cheap, fast, and, and don't support people in doing it the right way. You know, if we're going to do it, yes, it might be another 60, 100 years before you have a Cat 5 again, but you will. You're on the Gulf Coast. So I mm-hmm. think that that, you know, the sustainable and the during Ida, it bothered me so much because they're like, well, our city's not built for this. OK, so when you build it back, are we going to build that bridge that I was standing by washed out in New Jersey back the same way? Yeah, they are the exact mm-hmm. same way. And I, I, I don't know how to change that. That's well beyond maybe me or maybe not. You know, maybe that's the policy and the things that I think that we should be focused on is that it doesn't matter how much we're going to amplify it or not. This will happen again. We will see that river flood to an extreme again and knock that bridge out. And then the money part bothers me. So now everybody's yeah. going to pay for this to go back to the same thing, to, to, to have it wash away again. That's just silly. <laughs> it's just not mm-hmm. good planning. Well,
2: if Ginger, you no, I... could just give up half of your salary, I'm right. pretty sure. We...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? Don't you always hear that? Oh, you're in TV. You make like ten million.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, that's the sound. Uh, you know, we could go on all night because I've I've yeah. got a full drink now, Ginger. We could go on all night talking about this uh, yes, and I'd have fun with it. But we got to keep moving along. So, hey, that's yeah. the sound of our lightning round. So uh, that's our game show. Of flashy and brilliant questions that we always play with our guests, uh, we always invite everybody to play along tonight. Uh, it's going to be a good one to do that uh, because we are playing "Guess the Infomercial." <laughs> All right, guess that infomercial. So, so here's what okay. we're going to do. So, it's funny reading your book. Uh, one of the first things you talked about. What, what was the infomercial that you mentioned here? Yes, mm-hmm. the Floby. Yes. That's right. So and, you, and you mentioned something like it's still a thing today. I'm like, what?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't people are using Now you're looking
0: at a guy with no hair. So I wouldn't know if it's still a thing. Yeah. I haven't is. seen it at my local hardware store lately. Well,
1: but... I know that people – it had a revival. That's all I know. I know that it came back and it became a thing again. So sadly. It's all
0: happened. right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, gonna go I'm going to go through and I am going to introduce – An infomercial, and your goal, Ginger, is to tell me what product you think it is. Okay. Uh, If you don't get it, that's fine, but I'll go to the freaks, see if they can figure it out, uh, and we'll just kind of go through that. Does that make sense? Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so here we go. The first one, uh, this unmotorized elliptical machine is basically a Nordic track on steroids with a ponytail. Do you know what that uh, product was?
1: It's an elliptical with a basically, tail. Basically,
0: basically an elliptical. It's basically a Nordic track. Yeah. Unmotorized elliptical on steroids, but the key is with a ponytail <laughs> that helps you out at all. Maybe not. Yeah.
1: No Bowflex. I'll working, just
2: guess. No, Tony Little. Not
0: not a Bowflex
1: freaks.
2: Tony Little's. It's. Uh, I don't know. I had. I used to have one. What is it? What is <laughs> oh, it, it man? Uh, <laughs> it's called the gazelle
0: you guys missed the gazelle uh, Tony Little was the guy with the oh, ponytail yeah. It's
6: like yeah, yeah, look
0: yeah. at me oh. way too much coffee alright Ginger debuting nearly 30 years ago this paved the way for so many subsequent smart home devices allowing people to turn electronics on or off by simply using their hands <gasps> oh, American know. laziness ingenuity at it's best
1: the clapper yeah. The clapper.
0: On. Clap on, Wait, did she say on. crapper? Clap
4: on, clap <laughs> on the
1: crapper!
0: All right, good job. Next one. In the world of As Seen on TV fitness products, there is no shortage of absurdity, though this one raised the bar. When this counterweighted arm muscle toner is being used properly-
1: Shake people, weight. Pe- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you didn't let- <laughs> It didn't let me finish. When used <laughs> properly, people may actually mistake you for training for an HJ marathon. Uh, now, I don't. What is that? I don't H-J, even know what that is. Honestly. H-K?
1: An H-J, HJ marathon. Really, you don't? You don't? I, know. I don't want to say it out loud. Saying, don't, yeah, but I'm fine. not saying don't it
0: out loud. That's either. my it's ignorance. Oh,
5: oh, my like, way, oh my god. Way deep in the
6: it. That's
0: gun. my ignorance. Anyway, this oh, was from yeah. a website, okay, so sorry. there you go. <laughs> Internet. All right, oh. next one. Good job. Uh, developed by the same tobacco air. Who made millions off of marketing the mood ring? These hinged wings of metal were hawked by Suzanne Summers and are meant to help ladies and men keep their gams tight while multitasking.
1: Mm-hmm. Thigh master. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Thigh master. We had one of those at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your house was, was like the world Full of, of in information. So. Yes.
1: All right,
0: here we go, Ginger. Red wine all over your white carpet, mm-hmm. coffee stained dress shirt. Mm. Blood-soaked mattress, carpet, ah! and dress shirt. Hey, no problem. Though the real selling point here was Billy's passion and intensity, which was which was later learned was most likely chemically aided. <laughs> R.I.P. Billy. What uh, What was this product?
1: It's not just OxyClean, right?
0: It is just I OxyClean. So there you go. All right, you're on a roll. Last one. Last okay. one. You'll nail this one. You'll nail it. You know, I was going to ask you before you leave uh, – you, the, you, what you're drinking tonight? How come you didn't pull out a Red Bull and, and vodka? Oh,
5: God, please. <laughs> no, please.
0: Okay. Hey, you got to get Never. Ginger's book. You got to yes, get Ginger's true. book if you want to know that one. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. It's a staple of college students and soccer moms. These lean, mean, fat reducing machines are two sided electric griddles that promise to drain your meats of their fattiness without compromising flavor.
1: George Foreman Grill.
0: There
3: you go. <laughs> You nailed it. Wow.
5: Yeah,
1: wow. That's impressive. After, like, yeah. That's yeah, the Foreman Grill, I had that all the way. I think I had that for eight years or something. Yeah. I'd yeah. always be squeezing stuff in there. The
0: <laughs> most most absurd infomercial product your family ever owned, Ginger. What is that?
1: It's still the Floby. That will <laughs> still, that, that stands. <laughs> and because we it. used it, and because my father used it, that's what made it so ridiculous. You could go ahead and buy something off an infomercial, but to actually use it... <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So do us a favor. Tell us uh, how people can find you online and and find your new book.
1: Yeah. So I'm at Ginger underscore Z on any social. So if you forget where to find the book, but it's pretty easy. um, You can go to my links in my bios. Barnes and Noble has it, Amazon, and then a lot of local bookshops where you can get personalized and support a mom and pop bookshop, which I always love to do if you have the ability to do it. Thank you all so much. This has been fun. I'm grateful and um, looking forward to snow tomorrow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's one of us. You that's get one a snow us. day? So, uh, so tell you what, hey, I'm gearing up for chase season, Ginger. I'm not thinking snow. And at helicity.co slash SFF, they've got a huge selection of weather and storm-themed T-shirts and merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts and beverage containers for using and wearing multiple days without washing, right? If you need to during the chase season. So go to the exclusive site uh, helicity.co/sff and you can earn 5% off your entire order and while you're there click on the brands tab cuz that's where you're going to find all your stormfront freaks favorites at helicity.co/sff. So it's time for our final break. We got more fun to come. So uh, stay tuned, hang in. <laughs>
4: Hi, this is Jacqueline Whittle from the Weather Network and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks
1: Podcast.
3: Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon.
6: Oh, Hey. I-
5: Time and this is one of the most hilarious parts of the podcast. This is where we catch people and other people catch people doing things they shouldn't be doing in wild weather and boy do we have several crazy ones for you this episode. I'm going to kick it off with Serena this time because we all have a couple of them but Serena I would love to know what your weather fool is. Sure. So I'm a sucker for two things when it comes to weather
6: fools anything that Ozzy Man puts out there, and then people slipping and falling on ice. And he has a compilation yeah. that is amazing. It's like four minutes long, and every second's worth watching. But I'm highlighting one particular weather fool tonight. And that is this guy you're going to see not here. He's going to come in a second. He's standing on this ice. He has a big ball of snow. Oh my, oh, oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> And for some reason, he thought that that was a really great idea to pick up that massive ball of snow and slam (sighs) it down on what he was standing on as hard as he could. I don't know what he expected. Which was what? So
0: he's standing on ice over a river or something like that?
6: Yep. And almost, you know, dropped himself in the
0: river. And 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 that whole sheet of ice broke off. Yeah. And he almost fell in.
4: Yeah, You know his feet had to be numb. They had to go numb. You know, Serena, I'll be honest. That
0: looked like a pretty thick ice sheet.
4: Yeah. That yeah.
0: Personally, I don't think I would have thought that if I threw down a chunk of ice onto that ice sheet that it would have broken off under me and I would have fallen in the river. <laughs> I Really, I don't... That's a big-ass sheet of ice.
2: Did you yeah. notice the deer at the very end of it looking at him like, what an idiot.
3: MJ, you'd <laughs> ice like, fish on that, buddy. You'd
4: yeah. well, go you
0: were, ice absolutely. fishing
3: on that. Oh, absolutely, you can stand on it. What is that? Know. That's
0: got to be a foot and a half thick?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah I I was, he like, was above the water, too.
6: Yeah,
0: Yeah. it was a little. Yeah, it's it's a river, so it's moving, I suppose. Yeah,
6: and it's thicker there. It's probably like six or eight inches under him where he was there. But uh, just don't do those things. Let's let's all learn from this guy. Oh my god! You know, here's the truth.
0: Like, if you're film, like, what was he really trying to do? Like, hey, you got to film this. Watch me throw this chunk of ice (laughs) down on the ice. Like, there's nothing exciting about that. He must have known maybe it was about to crack off or something.
6: Uh, Possibly, I don't know. He's not the brightest either way His last right. words
5: were hold my beer
6: yeah that's <laughs> <Exactly>. right
5: <laughs> with that said
4: dina i want to see yours i think you
5: have two of them
4: i just have the one but this oh, is one. funny because it says like you know how do you um caption this and this <laughs> guy it's in a huge windstorm and he picks up it looks like a like a maybe a piece of metal or something we don't, we don't see it, so it you're going to
0: have to explain it, yeah.
4: Okay, so this guy picks up this, it looks like a big piece of metal to me, and he's in a field, and it's mm-hmm. blowing so hard that he could barely stand, but this big piece of metal that he's holding is like, um, it's just blocking the wind, and he can't move forward until the <laughs> point at which the, the wind just takes it off. Like, if, it's he, like a sail. if he caught the wrong, yeah, if he caught the wrong wind, he would have, like, he it, or if he would have hung on to it, he would have he'd be gone
5: oh my god that's crazy what i was know thinking i like, that's know. absolutely nuts
4: People, i loved it. Think it it was like what were you thinking you know you knew it yeah. was gonna happen
6: and exactly. what did that thing
4: hit him in the head ah anyway i yeah, no. that's
5: so wild dina thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> that's awesome uh,
0: Phil, take us home. You got four. <laughs> take us home. I got four. I mentioned in a couple episodes previously that I had a hard time uh, finding weather fools. We just weren't having a whole lot of strange weather that was uh, allowing people to bring out their inner fool. Uh, but we have lately, uh, and it's come on <laughs> tenfold. So they the, answered the, your call. They did. They really did. And and so you guys know the the uh, tornado outbreak we had December tenth, yeah, eleventh, yeah, went yeah. through the southeast. Really took out some some towns in Kentucky, especially. But uh, here we go again. I mean, it's it's every freaking outbreak. There's always some looters, right? So here's uh, just, this is just an article. Uh, this is Graves County, Kentucky. They pulled over a caravan of suspects, right? Oh my- so this is a oh, caravan wow. of suspects in their vehicles. Uh, all had stolen property in their possession when they were arrested, um, looters mm-hmm. need to know there are going to be the severe consequences when they're caught. So, I mean, they're going to throw the books at these guys. Okay. Uh, he says, we're talking felonies. Um, yeah. So there were six people in this caravan. They're probably each rolling their own vehicle trying to grab whatever they can Uh, but just stupid looters that are trying to take advantage of of people's loss. Not the brightest bulbs. I hate that. Oh, my gosh. Really hate hate that. All right, next one comes from uh, uh, in Nebraska, Mass. Uh, Some windstorms they had. This was also kind of mid-December, December December 19th. Yes. Uh, Oh, these are always uh, good. One of our our VIPs, Angela, patron VIPs that uh, drives 18-wheeler. Uh, it's the old, it's the old wind, right? You're on the highway, high wind storm. Uh, why people don't understand? I know Angela Uh-oh. does, but Uh-oh. you just oh. Oh. there goes no. the eighteen wheeler, oh tips gosh. right on
5: oh. over. Oh. A lot
6: of sparks. That and was hard. Uh, you know that that
0: you know I know there's there's such a thing as insurance, but you know I'd, I'd have to imagine, imagine Angela that it still doesn't make your day when you tip over That's and you rest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just the fact that people aren't weather aware, right. And, and you're driving a high profile vehicle like that. You don't know what's going on. Um, next one is, uh, in Washington. So, uh, state of Washington, of course, they've been getting all kinds of not only rain, but snow the last few weeks. And of course they're probably, I don't know if they're just not used to the snow or there's, there's always those people, but oh, I want to oh, share, share oh, with no. you. If, so I've showing you this tweet. And, and it's not the SUV at the front of the picture. It's the SUV slightly in the background that, though it might be trying to go forward, it is actually going backwards up the hill with the snow. Down it goes. Down it goes. Oh, no. And kind of turning off towards the ditch, kind of heads back a little bit. There's a there's a point later where it, it shows that SUV in the front. Oh, here's, here's a truck that's trying to go straight, but it keeps it's back end. It's yeah. a pickup truck, right? So he probably doesn't oh. have the weight in the back end. Yeah, to lean into it. Yeah, and he's just like swerving as he's going down the highway. Ooh. Uh, and here's the oh, SUV he that's trying to turn around on that Whoops. hill and just can't <laughs> figure out how to turn around. So Wow. wow. Uh, and then the last one, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This, this went around uh, Twitter and social oh, media yeah. quite a bit.
6: This is a good one.
0: Oh. Uh, this so good. this is a security officer in Jakarta that uh, these are one of these uh, security cameras at this business. It looks like a business with large uh, – um, what kind of trucks you call these? Um, that Dump that, trucks? Dump trucks, thank you. I can't think of my <laughs> Tonka term. Uh, but, yeah, it's these large dump trucks. It's probably a business that rents those or makes them or something. But there's a security officer that's just walking the grounds. It is obviously uh, raining outside. You can see that the, the pavement is slick, but also because the security officer is holding an umbrella. And unfortunately, what mm. we're about to see, if you guys hadn't seen this yet, Uh-oh. is as wait, he's wait walking it, around oh. uh, in, in this mm. storm, uh, he is going to have a visit from a a very, 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 what looks to be a very, very strong no. uh, bolt of oh, light. No!
6: Like, that is
0: sparks went flying and the next oh. image you see is is they're on the oh. ground. They yeah. they turn over. The good news is uh, apparently they survived. Okay.
5: I can't believe he's moving. That's what I like But, he
0: but here here's like did you s- look at these sparks? That was not
4: That's crazy too. Like look I mean, at he's that not came the highest from object. A person
0: no. with an umbrella walking in a mm-hmm. storm. Now I'm glad he's okay. I really am. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, maybe not the brightest thing in a, in a, you know, thunderstorm to be walking around with an umbrella. But, you know, here's the truth with all of our weather fools, you guys know we're all just as guilty as the next person of doing some stupid yeah. stuff in our own lives. Wow. Yes. Uh, but those are definitely oh, yeah. four, four, four examples of, uh,
5: those are yeah. incredible, Phil. Oh nice. my gosh. Um and if you want to watch all of these, we have all the links episode 148 show notes go there. You'll see I uh, I think we have 6 of them tonight. So yeah. Thanks everyone.
4: Yeah. And it's time for the weather trollbot 5000 and weather trollbots kind of um Kind of like a robot that Phil found at a garage sale one day, and he reprogrammed it, repurposed it. And what we do is we show some of the trolls that people, uh, some of the comments that they make on um, social media. And we reinterpret what the, say, the on-camera meteorologist really wanted to say. Like, you know, if they replied in something really nice, but they really meant something like, you're a jerk. (laughs) Or worse, nice. so whether Trollbot nice. really yeah. gives the truth. So, Phil, what do you got? What did, All what right, you so got?
0: I, I got two good ones to share with you tonight. Um, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna see if twenty twenty two brings anything new uh, for for our trolls or whether Trollbot or our weather friends. Who knows? But uh, both of these are related to our guests tonight in some form or fashion. The first one, uh, Maz, is from Ellen Baca. I think is how you pronounce your last name, Emmy-winning chief meteorologist at WOOD-TV in Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah, 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 up yeah. In Michigan. Okay.
2: Yeah, West Michigan.
0: Okay, so uh, so here here was one of her trolls that responded via webmail. Right, you go to the station's website, you see the contact us link, and then you send in a link or you send in a, a message. Um, but this was from David. Now Ellen was kind enough to not share his last name. Because we would have used it, uh, <laughs> but David said on the on the on the webmail to Ellen Baca, she said or he said, "You Chewbacca, the Weather Channel at oh. four p.m. said temperatures in Grand Rapids were ninety-one. Stupid fat <laughs> <gasps> learn to read.
5: Oh my God! Wow.
4: What a jerk! Oh
0: man! And you know, you know, if in person, you know, he wouldn't have said anything. Like That's just yeah. so stupid." So, but but here's the case, right? El- Ellen replied professionally, like like all of our weather friends always do. They reply professionally. Ellen said, "Hey, David, I go off the official NWS climate reports, which are released after calibrated at the end of the day to ensure that the data is good. Have a great night. I'm off to eat two dinners. Chewy. Oh. Nice. Wow. Oh,
4: oh my god. <laughs> That's like right there. Yeah."
0: So, so, you know, we, we got to figure out what Ellen was obviously really thinking because, you know, she wasn't thinking that, right? She just replied nice. She doesn't want to get fired probably, all that good stuff. So what we do is we got to input all this information into Weather Trollbot. Um So we're going to go ahead and do that. And then TrollBot's going to kick out and let us know what Ellen uh, was really thinking. At some point. She she might, we haven't had her out for a while, right?
4: A Here's light. what Ellen was really thinking. Oh, the almighty gods at the Weather Channel had a different temp than me. Then why the hell do you care what I say? I'm going to shove my chewy crossbow up your ass and fire twice yeah. for good measure.
5: <laughs> nice. That's nice. amazing. Well, well done. Well done.
0: <laughs> well done, Ellen. <laughs> well done.
5: Okay. Nice. Uh,
0: and then the, the, the last one I've got, uh, of course, it's almost like we, we've talked about naming this whole segment um, Ginger Z's Weather Trollbot 5000. Uh, but of course, because she was guest tonight, I, I had to bring something out from Ginger. So this was uh, Ginger had been reporting. This was a little while back, actually, but she had been reporting on extreme heat and environmental racism from home so this was during the pandemic she was at home this is when everybody was doing broadcast from home and she's wearing a jumpsuit with kind of a tank top on and this was on twitter new jersey grinch like you know it's going to be <laughs> right when our, already the name is new jersey grinch but yeah. it's at <laughs> it's a bad start at g-a-f-g-r-m i don't know what that is but they said isn't reporting in a tank top sexist Not to Mm -hmm. mention unprofessional. Would a male meteorologist report shirtless or in a night t shirt? I hope not. Oh my god. But that has nothing to do with it, right? What happened to professionalism? A serious topic ruined with a poor delivery. So exactly. Exactly. So so here's what Ginger said. And and honestly, this must have been a female, right? Maybe this was in the, the whole trail. Uh, of conversation. Mm-hmm. But Ginger Z said, Gail, it's a jumpsuit. Oh. And it's a, uh, sustainably made. So it's especially appropriate for my segment. It's also 85 degrees in my home studio because I don't blast the AC. This is one of the least sexy outfits I own. Science and journalism from my home studio in a pandemic. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so let's go ahead and pop that in. The
3: Trollbot.
4: Here is what Ginger was really thinking. It's a jumpsuit. Unless you dress like a man, you would know our genders have different fashions. I'm sure your home quarantine apparel in that bag of really kicks some professional (laughs) Ah, (laughs) I
6: love that. I love Trollbot.
0: You know, oh everybody's God. quarantine fashion, right? Come on.
4: Yeah, exactly. I, I
0: don't know about you guys. My quarantine fashion was not, uh, my you fashion good, in Phil. general is maybe not stellar, but my quarantine yeah, you look fa- great. <laughs> you, you look great, Phil. Thank you, thank you. So that's Trollbot. Uh, certainly, we always invite uh, our listeners, if if you guys stumble across, and, and we get a lot of this stuff from the listeners, and actually, sometimes I forget to keep track of which listener might have gave it to us, so I forgive me uh but uh if you come across any good weather fools, any good examples where our weather- uh weather friends are responding to horrible trolls, uh certainly let us know we'd love to throw that on our next segment so let's uh let's go ahead and kick it to m j
6: drop me a line
4: you've got mail baby yeah,
3: oh yeah, we got some mail we got a few people checking in with us uh, this past <clears throat> excuse me a couple of weeks uh Jason e woods at jason e woods um says, uh, bookmarked. And what was he referring to? He was referring to the Into the Storm movie commentary. Um, So I'm sure Jason enjoyed that. that. We're we're glad that he did that, that he found that. And we had another one, Benjamin Goodley, also at Benjamin Goodley on Twitter, (laughs) who uh, checked in saying, uh, love the movie commentary episodes. You guys mentioned watching Radar of the recent Kentucky tornado, and I would love an episode dedicated to that.
4: Ooh, oh
2: thanks benjamin that. for taking that'd be
4: interesting it. yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd, that'd
2: be really $199 for, we'll do yeah, yeah, that's right
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. do we still have radar each. data i don't think i have the radar data back then
2: each
0: one of you that's on that's, that's right, right. I, can't you get that stuff somewhere there's got to be a place you can get it i'd never bother yeah, to go can, back to find it but i'm sure it's got to be. Can be the storm
5: yeah. reports yeah. uh yeah, you should like be that, able to download it i feel like maybe um
6: I think Dan's got an yeah. answer. I bet Dan could help yeah. us out. Come on, Dan,
4: you got to know. <laughs>
0: NcDC, you can
5: find it. it di- oh yeah. ACDC? Oh,
0: yeah. Did you just mistype that? Mm-hmm. ACDC's got
3: our. No. <laughs> NCDC. So, while you're while you're
5: yeah, looking for that, data
1: uh, our, our
3: friend Josh Morgerman uh, checked in as well, who happened oh. to have uh, made it as number one, the number one uh, show, I believe, of uh, of the year, right? Of really? 2021, yeah, yeah. most year, most downloaded manly show. Nice. So the Hurricane Man himself uh, was number one, and he checked in, said, "Extremely honored. A fine show this is." Nice. So oh, thanks,
4: I Josh. We appreciate he's like, that. He's like such a manly man. Yes. No. Josh problem. is so nice.
5: We never asked so, the yeah.
2: guys who are like lowest on the poll. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> right. I, I <laughs> it's all
0: relative <laughs> to where they showed up on our download list. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's the freak fan box for.
5: I love
0: it. Very good. Well, hey, we, we love all your written reviews, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, um, where it is, I think, on Spotify now. You can actually have written reviews of, of podcasts. So we love those. Uh, if, if you haven't had a chance to just type up a quick written review on your podcast player or Apple Podcasts or, or uh, Spotify, if you want to go there to do it, uh, we'll definitely share those uh, on future episodes. You can also email questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and uh, post something there and and we'll uh, be sure to share it as well. So I think that's about about the end of the show for Stormfront Freaks podcast, episode 148. Uh, Before I announce who our next guest is, uh, thanks for listening and watching. If, if you like the show, as I mentioned, don't forget to also subscribe to the show or follow Stormfront Freaks Podcast. It allows you to get notified the minute we uh, release the, the latest episode. It doesn't cost anything. You'll just have it show up right in your podcast player uh, the moment MJ uh, gets that uploaded. Also, visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can check out all the ways we can do more with you and uh, what you can do to help support the show, whether it's live access to view and chat during our raw video recordings, uh, like Steve, I know, has been on, uh, or it, it's just uh, having a chance to uh, have exclusive merchandise and join us and our guests in the green room like we got Dan and, and Angela and Garrett tonight as well. So we've had a lot of fun. Just visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. You can join the team, and I want to thank you for supporting the show. I want to let you guys know one of the cool things I, I just did last uh, week or so. I just went to eBay, and I was just like looking up, hey, we'll see if there's any cool Twister, stu- Twister movie stuff I'm not, a- not aware of. And so uh, I purchased a couple things that uh, we'll, we'll end up doing as giveaways uh, to our Patreon members. But um, one is uh, did you guys ever know there's actually a book done uh, wow. Twister, the science of tornadoes and the making of an adventure movie? Wow. That's so, yeah, cool. so it's got like, it, it's That's obviously good. the making of the movie, but also, you know, j- just general weather stuff that they learned while they were making the film to try and help make the film. Ah, uh, better. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I think most of you all know there's a soundtrack
2: uh, to the Twister <laughs> yeah.
0: movie. So I've, yes. I've purchased. We got some C, Twister CDs coming in, which will be fun. Uh, so yeah, so some cool stuff that uh, we're looking to look into uh, Every
2: time it says going green, it says to drink on the audio. <laughs> that's great
0: right. That's true. Uh, special thanks to our guest tonight, Ginger Z. Uh, awesome, you guys. I know I'll agree. Uh, that was great. And if you don't, if you haven't had a chance, make sure uh, it's starting. Jan- you can pre-order her book. Like if you go to Amazon, you can pre-order it. Uh, I'm a Kindle kind of guy. I like things yeah. digital. Uh, so you can get it there. But January 11th is when that gets released. Uh, and I think every single one of us have been talking about how great that book is. So check that out. Um, and then let's find out, Freaks, how people can follow each of you. So Jen, uh, how can people follow you and, and learn more about what you're doing?
5: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Weather or Twitter at J Watson underscore WX.
2: Very cool. All right, Mass. how about you? You know, every week you you stump me because you say, <laughs> "I'm like, dang it, what is it again?" Uh, you could find me at uh, Money Storm, the number four and the letter U on. Twitter. Yes. That's Twitter, right? Okay. Just, <laughs> yes. just making sure we're setting people to
0: the right uh, right account that has Funny nothing story. on it. Right. It's probably he's got, right? like
4: gold chains <laughs> and his profile pictures like, <laughs> that's right.
0: He's moving his fingers. All right, Serena, what about you? Where can people find you and your book and all that cool stuff?
4: Uh,
6: everything is at Weather Serena, W X C Y R E N A, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also website WXserena.com. All right, Dina?
4: I'm mainly on Twitter for all my weather stuff, and it's LadyPilot70.
0: Cool, and then MJ's the big follow. MJ, where do
3: people follow you? That's right, <laughs> at Mark Storm Pod, M-A-R-C, and that's on the tweeter. Cool. All right, you can find me on Twitter.
0: I'm at uh, Phil StormPod, <laughs> and also at StormFrontFreak, our uh, main Twitter handle. So, hey, here's here's what's cool, guys. Next episode, uh, we're gonna be back in a couple of weeks. And we're going to be recording uh, January 21st to the 22nd at the National Storm Chaser Summit in Oklahoma City. Um, So listen to this. Scheduled to chat with us, we've got Tim Marshall, uh, Brett Adair, Jeff Pietrowski, uh, Daniel Shaw from Australia, Reed Timmer, Uh, Josh Morgerman. Those are just a few of them that I've already confirmed uh, to have a chance to chat with and, and put a show together. So I don't know what I what how we're going to handle that live we'll we'll kind of figure that out probably as we go for our Patreon members. Uh but the podcast will be up and available sometime soon after. Uh, I don't know if I'll make MJ try and do it in 24 hours after the show's wow. done, but, <laughs> yeah. but that's uh, amazing because yeah, it's going to be unique. But we'll see. So, so soon after that weekend, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it up there. But if you would like to join us at the summit, so you can also come, uh, you can still get tickets and register at ChaserSummit.com. And I know they're getting close to selling out, so just make sure if, if you're free that weekend, January 21st to the 22nd. Uh, come on out to Oklahoma City. Dan, you're going, correct? you going to be there? Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Oh, nice. Dan, Angela, mm-hmm. I know you live up there. Are you going to be able to be there? M- maybe yes, yeah. no?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Now, Garrett, Virginia. Just, yeah, just what's that, Angela?
4: I said they just opened virtual ticket sales as well.
0: Okay. Oh, oh cool. they did. Okay, so oh, they are uh, going to go virtual. Yeah, so you you'd have an opportunity to go to that same site, chasersummit.com. We're a partner with them, uh, and you can purchase the option to watch virtually, as well. So uh, do that, and then and I know Garrett, you're in Virginia. Yeah. You probably not making the trip. You'd have yeah. To do it virtually. Understood. <laughs> Unders- understandable. So, uh, so check that out. But I, I think that's it for uh, for Jen and Maz, MJ, Serena, Dina. And our VIPs, I I think I'm going to go ahead and signal the all-clear, and we're going to catch you guys next time. So good night, everybody.
5: Good night. Bye.
3: Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our biweekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app, and watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, Visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a
4: friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.